podcast, and we love meatloaf. <laughs> we do love meatloaf. So, uh, off the air, we were talking about okay, our love like You're just going to pan right over that? I love both the uh, comfort food and the singer. But Which we were, do you like better? Uh, I don't think I could pick. My, if you had to live the rest of your life without one or the other, which would you get rid of? When I die, should I go to heaven? I assume I would just be eating meatloaf while listening to meatloaf. Have you ever performed that double move? Probably not, but you know I'm happen. going to. I'm going to plan now. I'm writing down meatloaf dinner. Is there <laughs> when I'm sober tomorrow? When I see this. I'm going to wonder what that means. But. Is there a restaurant in town that serves a meatloaf that you like? Uh. I don't know. I feel like Pronto used to have a good meatloaf. Maybe. Oh, you know. Places may uh, have it on like a Selins. special. Selens. Amanda gets like a meatloaf sandwich that she really likes there. Yeah. I don't know. Meatloaf is... I feel about Selens. I like Selens. It's quality. Have you been to Obo? I have not yet. Yeah. I want to, but I hear from everyone it's meh. I mean, you would like the open bar part. But I feel like the selection... It's not an open bar. Well, right. I mean, a full bar. Sorry. Is it an open bar? <laughs> no wonder there's never any parking around there. All you can drink. Um, but, and it's more spacious. Yeah. But the, but the, food, the food selection is, is actually less. Oh. So. Yeah. Uh, so, we were talking about meatloaf. We were this also been a meatloaf podcast. <laughs> yeah. At the end. We were also talking about... Broadway. I've been listening to a lot of Les Mis lately, and... And why wouldn't you be? Uh, exactly. I have to thank you for introducing me to Les Mis. Really? In college, you had that CD, and we listened to it, and then I think I, you know, burned it to a cassette tape or whatever you do, and, and would listen to... I remember, like, so... Remember, like, it was such a long haul to get downtown. Like, you took the bus, and then took the oh, train, yeah. and then whatever. And I would do that. I would... Do you remember that one time we took the bus, and the woman, like, kicked us off right at Belmont Park? She's like, your student pass goes no yeah. further. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, you could get, like, three quarters away there, and then you had to pay a buck that 25. That was ago, and, and I still feel slighted by that person. <laughs> yeah. But I would do it because I liked going downtown, or I liked, I would go to, like, artsy, fartsy movies and stuff. Without me? Yeah. Like um, Godzilla? Yeah. Exactly. And so I would listen to my headphones on the long bus ride, and I would listen to Les Mis a lot. Or Rent? Um, no, I would not listen to Rent. I feel like you would like Rent. I don't like Rent. But you, you listen think, to that all the time, th- too. Not in college, did I? Yeah. Really? Mm. Okay. Um, I feel like Rent entered your life at a point where you weren't open to it, and now you'd be more open to it. I feel like Rent entered my life at a point... At the same point as Les Mis, and I was open to Les Mis. But you're more into French Revolution than you, I don't know. Than I am into AIDS? Uh, anyway, so I've been listening to Les Mis a lot, which I, I think is comical, because yes, I think as we've evolved into adults, I think like Rachel and I are more into like going to Broadway and music circus and shows and stuff. Um, uh, so I find it funny that like you introduced me to that. You, however, have had a Broadway renaissance in the last year with Hamilton. Which you love, and I... Don't yet love. Don't understand. Right. I will say, Les Mis is also good because I enjoyed it from just hearing it. And any other show where I've heard the music from, I don't get it or I don't like it until I've seen the show and have the context. Okay. But, so I've been listening to a Pandora Broadway station lately, and it plays... Big of you to admit that. Thank you. Uh, I'm secure enough in my homosexuality to admit that. (laughs) 
It has been playing a song from Hamilton. Just one song from okay. Hamilton. And that song is? That song is... It's Quiet Uptown? I'm, no, I'm hoping you'll tell me it's the worst song from Hamilton. Okay. Because it is terrible. Hmm. Okay. It, it is a song that I believe is called You'll Be Back. Oh. I appreciate the message, and it's sort of Jonathan Coltony, and it's like, ha ha, yeah. I will kill everyone you know. But it is a terrible song, both like musically and lyrically. And okay, so let me explain. Let me explain. It's this. so cheesy Broadway, like oh, but oh, and, and and that's the whole point is King. That's sung by King George, right? The I, only white I, guy in the as cast. a history major, I did that math. The only white guy in the cast is King George. Do you know who's currently playing King George on Broadway? Ian McKellen. No. And fuck that, I'm forgetting the guy's name. Ian Ziering. No, it's not an Ian. Oh, we're Fleming. Okay. Isn't it Ian Ziering? Shh. He'll forgive um, me. He's got a weird name. He was on SNL, and he's married Bobby to Moynihan. Kobe Smulders. Uh, the girl from How I Met Your Mother, who right. is in the Avengers movies. She's like, um... He's got a weird name and yeah. was on SNL. Taryn Killam. Okay. You know who that is? Nope. Okay. Anyway, um, so... But is that the worst song in the show? Yes. Okay. Of. So, King George has three songs. And they're basically like... All the other songs are very similar in that they're either Broadway-ish singy or... Um, or rapping, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of them are that. And so these three King George songs, they're like kind of little intermission-y breaks. Um, okay. And so like stuff happens. They're the sorbet, power right. cleanser. And, the, and King George comes out by himself, basically, at least as I understand it, because I haven't really seen it. I've just heard it. And he comes out, and he's the only one who's singing. And he's just like, the first one he sings is, I think that's the first one he sings is You'll Be Back. And it's like, Oh, you guys declared independence. I'm going to send people to kill you right. to show you that I love you, right? I will send a garrison of whatever. Right. To, yeah. And then... Which, after, which to me, is like Jonathan Coltony. It's like, right. sounds like a loving right. song. Exactly. And it's, it's like yeah. an abusive relationship. Right. And so the next one, after he loses the Revolutionary War, it's basically like, you know, the same kind of thing. All three songs basically sound the same. They have the same style to them. Um, and so it's like... Do you think like, that Lin-Manuel Miranda... It's like, now you're on your own... And good luck, fuckers. Do you think he's sort of mocking kind of like traditional Broadway tropes with it being so Not like... mocking. I'd say paying tribute or homage to more than mocking. But it's so terrible. Like, it's the worst part of any Broadway show. Like, it, okay, do, 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 here's do, this. So, you know. so I don't know if you're aware, but there's something called the Hamilton mixtape. Where yes. it's like some songs that didn't make the cut. Um, a lot of or songs... Or like covers, right? A lot of songs that are covered, right? Yeah. The worst song, by far, on the Hamilton mixtape is that song by Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's awful. To the point where I actually deleted that. I have the Hamilton mixtape on my phone, and I deleted that. Nice. I don't just skip over it. It's gone. Right. It does not exist on my phone. Did you delete it from the cloud? Uh, it, I don't know if I can delete it. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. There's a lot of things in my um, cloud I'm not proud of. <laughs> I don't have a proud cloud. <laughs> um... So anyway, uh, and then the third one is once George Washington steps down and John Adams takes over and the, and the king is like, I didn't even realize that you could step down from power. Like, who the <laughs> fuck does that? And he's like, wait, John Adams is going to be president? You guys are fucked. 
Um, so that part's kind of funny, but it's he's like sort of the plucky comic relief in between these things. It's not right. it's not like a serious. Well, that's they're yeah. the least serious of the songs, and that's that's helpful. But just you be- may have heard on the radio they've started playing um, a Kelly Clarkson. Well, this is one of the things from the mixtape. A Kelly Clarkson cover of one of the Hamilton songs, which is "It's Quiet Uptown," which is one of my favorite songs. It's heart wrenching. And when we saw, when Amanda and I were able to actually see some of the songs on YouTube, like the actual live performances of Mm -hmm. them, that one like sent Amanda off the rails because the song itself is very emotional. And then you see um, Lin-Manuel Miranda standing there singing and his wife next to him, who he's been kind of estranged to because he had this very public affair. And then their son has just been killed and like things are really shitty. And he's just standing there kind of singing and pouring his heart out. And she just reaches over and takes his hand. And, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda, as an actor, is just, like, almost full body, like, weeping. And he's such an emotional guy all the time anyway that you really buy into it. And it's just, like, she was just a mess for, like, a long time after that. That explains Um, so much about Amanda. Yeah. Okay. Um, She's still recovering. Well, I'm glad Um, to know that that context because... Yeah. You know, that is if that is the only uh, exposure to Hamilton, that is a really shit. Like, is there? um, The weird thing is, the station is called Broadway Classics, so it's like My Fair Lady and and West Side Story, and then it it, like spits out this thing, and I'm like, what is this? And I look, and it's like Hamilton. I guess it's the only Les Mis song you heard was. I was just gonna say, castle like, on the cloud. Like minutes, right? Yeah, this is a terrible. So show. yeah, it's it's the castle on the cloud of <laughs> that is a that is a perfect analogy and a good like full circle of yeah. this Broadway discussion. But we're not here to talk Broadway all, all the night. Like this isn't because like a couple Broadway, of old yeah. queens. <laughs> we are here to do part two of the bracket challenge. So I want to say one more thing. Okay, I know we kind of circled and tied up a bow. Yeah, but I have one more comment to make about rent. I feel like you today are more socially liberal than you were in 1997. That is why I feel like you would be more open to rent now than you were back then. Maybe. I'd be more open to mortgage. I'm, okay. I'm beyond rent. Not your best. Okay, sorry. I've had a great time. Aww, that was not it. <laughs> that's a call. <laughs> All right, so last week or whatever it is, we did uh, your famous or not so famous quotes. It seems like only a few minutes ago. It does. It seems like only a few drinks ago. Now it's my turn. I have prepared for you a bracket, as instructed. I'm so excited. As I told you, the... That's not feign enthusiasm. That's real enthusiasm. (laughs) Are you so scared? (laughs) I'm just... I'm always excited when you generate content. Yeah. And I like brackets, and I like the not knowing and, like, anticipation part. So as I told you, the category was a bit of a cop-out. It was hard, though, because you and I are are great friends, but... Eh, we're good friends. At least I think so. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) We have diverse interests. So I could make it like, who's the best Dodger of all time, but I don't have a horse right. in the game. Do you? Or I could do like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't, you know, like we have sort of, we're sort of yin and yangy in our interests, I think. And our, our history of everything obviously overlaps. But mm. it's hard. It was Are we hard, the odd couple? <laughs> we're the odd couple. It was hard to come up with a, with a bracket. So the category. You need to find the Venn diagram, like exactly. where we are in the middle there? The category is a bit of a cop out, but I think it'll. It'll be very Who's the boss accessible to you. Yes. I'm sure you found 16. No, one of them, though. Steve Sachs, all the way to the top. Speaking of that, I thought about doing 
uh, ancillary Seinfeld characters. Mm. So not the main four. Sure. But like the parent, you know, George's parents, Jerry's parents, Newman, uh, the Dania, summer meeting. like, you know, all like these like yeah. other characters. But then I thought, eh, I, I thought the parents would get knocked out quick. Like it wouldn't be that interesting. And I would say, Putty would obviously win. I would like, say better than ancillary Seinfeld characters would be ancillary Parks and Rec characters. And I feel like we've already talked about that. We on the did podcast. a little bit. It was but, either that but or Thirty Rock. No, it was. It was okay. Thirty Rock has good ones too, but I still think Parks and Rec is best. Right, but obviously Ethel Beavers would win. <laughs> Uh, over Purd Happily? Oh, it's no. gonna be tough, bro. You're right, you're right, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was just going on name appreciation yeah. with Ethel Beavers. Top 1997 movies. Oh, yes. Based on box office, domestic box office. 1997. We've I've talked about this, this on the podcast. It's the only. It's the only year that I've seen all of the Oscar Best Picture nominees. I know we've talked about it on the podcast. I know when you started doing the trivia. There was a category of like 1997 uh-huh. movies every week. Oh yeah, like so I will be talking about how it's a great. So these Titanic flush noise. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> these are uh, based on the, the top 16 movies based on domestic box office. Oh really? It's actually the top. So it's as good as it gets. Not on there. It is my be. Yeah, I don't think it's like money. As good as it gets, and uh, well, we'll get to okay, it. Okay, I'm we'll sorry, I'm ruining your. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I don't think this is a cop out. I think this is good. The one thing is the like uh, eighth or so top grossing movie in 1997. Transformers was Star Wars. I took that off the list because it's not really a 1997 movie. It was just re-released in 1997, and it still made that much. Yeah. What? It's yeah, good. It's good film. Okay, I actually talked to my students. We read this article about um, meteors and asteroids and stuff, and so I went into a little diatribe about deep Old impact Arcadians? and Armageddon. Oh, okay. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah. But that happens a lot. Right. Like Dante's Peak and Volcano? Right. I was going to say. But what I, what I appreciated about Armageddon and Deep Impact, and it's not like they uh, collaborated to figure this out, but in Armageddon, they explode it and it doesn't hit Earth. Right. And in Deep Impact, it does hit Earth. Well, so there were two very different outcomes. And the focus place. was very... Like, Deep Impact was very focused on the presidential administration and the blah, 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 blah. And Armageddon was more the oil drillers, like, on the space shuttle, like, the right. ragtag ben bunch Affleck of whatever. And, yeah. Armageddon's a way better movie. I mean, come on, a black president? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Was, was it Elijah Wood in that movie? In Deep Impact. Yeah. Not in Armageddon. That was at the time where I couldn't tell the difference between Elijah Wood and Tobey Maguire. They were the same person to me for quite a while. They're not still the same person? Yeah. As they should be? Not as much as they used to be. Okay. Let's get into this. Also, I want credit for this. Top 16 Elijah Wood movies. I used a like random number generator to put... So it's not just like... One and two are the first bracket, and three and four like there. Uh, like, it should be one and sixteen. See what you I didn't know was there an order? Yeah. No, I did it randomly. So, so I award you no points. So the first pairing is the fourteenth versus the nine seed, okay. and it's Scream Two or My Best Friend's Wedding. Well, only uh, one the of these I've seen. Definitely going to disagree with me. <laughs> um, which yeah, you've seen My Best Friend's Wedding? No, I've seen Scream Two. I applaud you, my friend. I have seen both. I've seen um, part of My Best Friend's Wedding. And my Best Friend's Wedding, I feel like, has all of the tropes of a classic chick flick, which one of them is, at some point, people burst into song. That has to be in every chick yes. flick. And this right. one, I think, has two. I think... I could be wrong. Is it? I think this one has... Um, what's that guy's name who's in Best in Show? 
He was Fred Willard, one of the gay couple, but not the the like less known guy. He was know. in Arrested Development. He was like the very serious uh, attorney. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I know who you mean. Okay, so um, I feel like he was in it as like the gay brother of Julia Roberts. No, Julia Roberts, right? Okay, okay. Roberts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no way a Julia Roberts movie is going to win. Uh, Scream 2... Julia Roberts has some good movies. Okay. Ocean's uh, 11. Okay, that's true. That's not really Julia Roberts. Ocean's 12? Movie. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I like Scream 2. Do you? I, I do. I like you horror I do. movies. Um, I'm not a big horror food movie fan, but I feel like that kind of... That's not full-on horror movie to me. Yeah. I, it's comedy, right? Right. And so it doesn't take itself too seriously. And I think that's the it's one... Scream 2, not Scary Movie 2. Right. Ugh. No. Scream 2 has Nev Campbell. Uh, Nev Campbell. Indeed. Um, Scream 2, I believe, is the one that has the really shock moment in it where Jamie Kennedy gets killed. Uh, right? I think that's two and not three. Oh, I thought I it was one. No, it's not. Definitely not one. Is Jamie Kennedy the, like, nerdy AV friend guy? Yes. Oh, okay. Her, her buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it's either, yeah, it's either two. And two. it's like, they're in, like, a oh, big... Spoiler alert. They're in, like, <laughs> from 20 years ago. <laughs> there's, like, a big plaza, and he's, like, outside this van or whatever. Yeah. And he gets, like, pulled inside it and killed. And you're like, holy shit, like, he seems like one of the guys that was but untouchable. Wait, doesn't it turn out he isn't really killed? Or he no. is? No, I think he's Okay. Killed. Yeah. Um, I believe Scream 2... The killer was... The, it was the mom. It's the mom. Who was the Roseanne lady. The Ro- yes. And she was working with Timothy Oliphant, okay. who was like the film student boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of Timi- Timothy Oliphant... As we I do often like are. <laughs> he was also in a movie... I'm not sure it was 97, it might have been 98. Go? Remember that movie? With yeah. Moms? That was, yeah, it was not 97. Okay. Um, there was no even Dawson's Creek in 97. I mean... It was a simpler time. Yeah. Um, we didn't know who Katie Holmes We didn't was. know from Katie Holmes. Yeah. Or Vanderbeek, right? I mean, he had been in stuff, we but still I didn't know, know who he was. <laughs> anyway, um... All I know is he cries on the internet. To the Oliphant, I don't think I've talked to you about this. We just watched a Netflix show that he is in with, uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh. Same. Santa Clarita Diet. Have we I see, this? No, but I've seen ads for it when I was watching Stranger Things. It's actually funny and good. Um... It, surprisingly, I'm not a huge Drew Barrymore guy. Yeah, but it's actually funny and quirky in a weird in a weird way. I did enjoy it. It was a little. Does she of, still like do that weird talking thing where her lips don't align when she talks and stuff? Um, because she's annoying. Yeah, she's she's kind of funny in it, and Timothy Oliphant is very different because he's. Do you know the premise of it? It's something about zombies. She right? like kind of turns into a zombie. But, like, she's totally her normal self for the most part, except she has, like, a lot more energy. But she develops this thing where she has to have human flesh. She right. has to eat human flesh. And so Timothy Oliphant is, like, very different character where he's just like, this shit is crazy, like, all the time. But I like it. It's kind of like in an Adam Scott, uh, Ben Wyatt next to mm. next to Leslie being her crazy self, and he's kind of a straight man. Yeah. And it, it, it works. It works. I like okay. it. It's not that many episodes. They're only 30 minutes. 30-minute Netflix oh, shows, yeah. you can just burn through those really That good. You know, I will say, since we're off on this tangent, that's my one complaint. I, I really enjoyed Stranger Things, and there was only eight or whatever. But my thing with, with the streaming shows is, and the HBO shows too, that, like when you watch a regular network show, it's you know 43 minutes or whatever. Like right. They're all the same time for the ads and the timing. And so when you know, we'll watch like, a Stranger Things, and it was... 
you know, 42 minutes or 55 minutes or whatever, and we're like, oh, let's watch another one. But then the next one will be like way longer or way shorter. Like, an hour and 18 you, minutes. You can't like, like estimate, like, yeah. well, how long is it going to take to watch the next right. one or whatever? You know, same with Game of Thrones. They'll be like shorter ones or longer yeah, ones. Yeah, fuck or, that. You're watching Game of Thrones. Well, like, right, the, but yeah. It's that thing when it's like a school night and it's, you know, sure. 930 and you're like, do we start another one? I don't know. Yeah. You know. I gotcha. Anyways. Because we're old. You're all cut up with Game of Thrones. Yes. So you're going to watch in real time this season? Yeah. I watched it in real time last season. Did you? Okay. Yeah. It's very exciting. It was, last season was the first time I watched in real time because the having to wait and seven you were, days You were caught was, up? Yeah. By then? It was difficult. Okay. So okay, Scream so 2 or Best Friends Wedding? It sounds like. winning the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next pairing is the number 17 and number 4 seeds. Okay. Hercules. Nope. Or Liar Liar. Liar Liar. I will say... I, I do like Liar... I've actually never seen Hercules. I've never um, seen either of those really? all the way through. Again, Liar I've seen Liar clips of Liar is, Liar. Okay, it has funny moments. Um, there, there's like outtakes at the end that are kind of funny. Um, Carrie Elwes is super lame in it, which I kind of appreciate. Because um, he's supposed to be super As, lame. <laughs> um, and the wife... What's her name? Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Um, nope. But I can I picture like the her. busty girl I in the like elevator. The actress. Yeah, Jennifer Tilly. Oh, no. That's, no, that's, no, But no, she no. is in it, and she is busty. That's true. That's true on um, both accounts. Yeah. Um, the actress's name, she's like kind of plain-ish. Uh, Maura Tierney. Oh, I but like Maura Tierney. She is kind radio. Of, she's kind of plain-ish, but yeah. I like her. Yeah. She's like... There's something... There's some... Yeah. Attractive she, and attainable about yeah, her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. News radio. Okay. Okay. This is going to be a big one. The number one seed against number 15, Titanic or Con Air? Oh, it's Con Air. Put the, yeah. the, put the bunny in the box. <laughs> I and mean, I don't say that ironically. Like, right. if you were like, you can watch either of these movies right now, without a doubt, sorry, Bill Paxton, I'm right. watching Con Air. The late Bill Paxton. Titanic was impressive. And if you're flipping around on TV and it's the scene where the ship like upends and cracks in half, you'll stop and watch for three I minutes. Will. I will. But if it's if it's the opening credits of Titanic, you're not gonna stay with it. No, like no, it no. is it is not great. I, I might I might It's something you see once. I might stick around for some Billy Zane. I, I think Billy Zane is <laughs> I'm like, I like around Billy for the Zane. Kathy Bates. Yeah. You'll come for the Billy Zane, but you'll stay <laughs> for the Kathy Bates. I mean it's not like something with a lot of rewatchability. Right. Whereas Conair, there was a string in the late nineties of Bruckheimer films, The Rock, Armageddon, the aforementioned Armageddon, Con Air. Uh, 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 he didn't do Face Off, though, right? No, but uh, what am I thinking? Is Bruckheimer the producer or director? Producer, I think. Okay. But like, there were like his movies all had the same feel. The yeah. trailers all had the same mm-hmm. feel. Like you knew what you were gonna, gone in sixty seconds, which wasn't great, but was you know watching. I don't know that I ever saw that all the way through. I mean, um, movie, so yeah, Con Air is even like I would say second tier of those. It's not with like the Rock Armageddon level, but still, yeah. Okay. I know what you're going to pick on the next one. Okay. I would have a lot of internal debate. I don't think you will. Number seven, Goodwill Hunting versus number ten, Tomorrow Never Dies. Ooh. I mean, we're, you're, you're picking Goodwill Hunting. I am right? picking I mean, Goodwill Hunting. Obviously. And Again, Goodwill I, as a 007 fan, would have better. a lot. It has. It's still super rewatchable. Yeah. You don't, I don't, I can't imagine watching Goodwill Hunting and being like, oh, this is so dated, right? Right. Um, I will say Tomorrow Never Dies is my favorite of the Brosnan really? Bond films. Yeah. Why? I just really liked it. You like some Michelle Yow! I like some Terry Hatcher. Okay. I thought Jonathan Carver was good as the villain. Jonathan Price? Jonathan Price. 
It's his Carmine. name was Carmine. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, the the Sparrow. What's that from Game of Thrones? Was oh, that yeah. his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. High Sparrow, yeah. What's that? I thought. Oh, was, sorry, the High Sparrow. I thought the Sparrow was like a plane in it or no, something. But he's got that like yeah. that like. English theater voice, you yeah. know, when he's like, you know, I'll get you, you know, Mr. Ball. I, I feel like with with how ubiquitous and just how everywhere and kind of front page newsy, you know, it's more it's more in our faces now, cable news, like 24-hour uh-huh. cable news. I wonder if that would be more interesting looking back at it, because that's what he had, right? With like a cable right. news network. But, the, but, but then it was kind of new. Right. And not, yeah, that's, that's true. Um to me, Goldeneye was better, though. Goldeneye was great because there had been such an absence between the last Bond film and that one. Uh, and it was great to introduce Pierce Brosnan, but, I mean, honestly... Doesn't it have Alan Cumming in it? Yeah. I like Alan Cumming. It has Famke Johnson in yeah. it, too. But if I'm going to, as someone who owns them all, if I'm going to go pull a so DVD and bon- watch So it. are the Bond girls in that Michelle Yeoh and Terry Hatcher, that's it? Yeah. And he sleeps with both of them? Uh... Either of them? He definitely sleeps with Terry Hatcher. And what's her name in it? Paris. Paris Carver? Yes. That's not great. It's not great. I mean, it's it's not Christmas Jones, Dr. Christmas Sorry, Jones, her name's, right? uh... Pussy Lips Vagina Town. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like it's missing that. I, yeah. I don't believe really remember... on a top was not, like, the great. Thing, yeah. and, and And she wasn't even the a main of girl. Vagina. A lot of vagina. That's gotta be the winner, yeah. right? That's, That's a 97 film. Sorry, spoiler alert. But you can write that in on winner. No? Not in the okay. top 20 box office. So that's not on the list? Not on the list. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously if that was on the list. Me going seven times in the theater didn't get it there? Your uh, $49. That's bullshit. Not, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So you're picking a hunting, obviously. Wait, I mean, let me see. Okay. Uh, fuck you, Hercules. How is Hercules? I will say Hercules was 17. So had I not taken Star Wars out, Hercules would not have been part of it. Still. Okay. A movie that was 20 years old gets more money than Austin Powers? You know what's interesting? So we both agree and have talked about 1997 movies were great. And maybe it was our age and our time in life and blah, blah, blah. But when I looked at the top 16 for this list, there's stinkers. Including number 13 in the next matchup, George of the Jungle. Ugh. Which I never saw. No, of course Brendan Fraser. I right? don't know what the other one is, but it's got to be better than that. The 13th highest grossing movie of the year was George of the Jungle. Against number five, Air Force One. I don't love Air Force One, but it's going to be George of the Jungle. It's going to beat. Yes. Okay, I think it's going to be. Oh, yeah, okay, no, it's going to be. It's going to beat. I, I, Air Force One isn't going to get out of the next round, I don't think. I will say I don't love it either, but as we talked about, if you're flipping around on cable and it's on, I will watch it. I don't know that I will. This is Harrison Ford and Gary Oldman. I mean, it's, uh, it's... Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's good. Yeah. Here's another... Um, it's on the lower end of my Harrison Ford movies. Yeah. Along with anything he's made in the last 10 years. Better than Six Days, Seven Nights. Anything he's made in the last 10 years. By 10 minus years, I mean, by Star Wars Force Awakens. Right? Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, the next one will be an easy choice as well. The number 12 seed, Batman and Robin, starring George Clooney and Alicia Silverstone. One of the top, one of the bottom five movies I've ever seen. And, versus number six, box office of 97, As Good As It Gets. Yeah, that's, that's not even <laughs> right. a contest. As Good As It Gets was the Oscar Best Picture that year, mm-hmm. right? 
And it won a, like, I think Jack Nicholson won, and Helen Hunt won, it was and maybe one of even those, Greg Kinnear won. Like, Silence of the Lambs, where yeah, everyone, everything. yeah. Um, yeah, that I would definitely watch if it's on. Batman and Robin, seriously. And the sad thing is, I hated that movie. I didn't hate it. I hated it. It wasn't it was good, awful. but. Uh, that was the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Mr. Freeze. Yeah, I know. Uh, and Uma Thurman, Poison Ivy. Yeah, both of the and Bane, who was like oh, all right. this like puffed up fake foam right. suit. It, that movie was bullshit. It was. That terrible. is one of the worst movies. That that may be the worst movie I've ever seen in a the theater. Really? Yeah. Uh, what was the Kramer one you walked out on? Trial and Error. Yeah. <laughs> Batman Rob might be worse. Wow. Might but you worse. stayed. I did. But we were we saw with a big group of friends at downtown yeah, plaza. I remember. I, I didn't really have an option. I was there. Yeah. At least Silverstone was in it. It was this was her heyday. It was not her heyday. Her heyday was like a few years before this. Okay. This was That's the this was the beginning of the end. This of was her last. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Here's a all the Mister Freeze puns. Fucking oh, yeah. terrible. Anyway. And we elected him governor. Okay. Wow. Number sixteen contact. Which okay, I, I have never seen. What? I know. That's right. Versus the number three box office earner, The Lost World Jurassic Park 2. Whew, this is, this is the first one where I really have to think about it. So, I don't, I mean, Jurassic Park was great. I don't remember The Lost World being You know the only great. thing I remember about it? Pete Postlewaite. No, I don't remember that at all. Oh, that's the only thing I remember. I remember at the end, they're on a boat. And they like get off the And they boat. go to San Diego. And they go to San Diego. Yep. And they're tromping around San Diego. I was like, yeah, San Diego's in the movies. But besides that, I remember nothing. Yeah. So I'm going with the other one. Contact. Which is Contact. Which, um, by all accounts, I've heard is like a great Jody movie. Jodie Foster, Matthew McConaughey. What I really Bill remember. Bill Clinton. <laughs> Didn't he like film some cameo or something? Did he? I don't remember that. Or they used real footage. There's something about. Yeah. It was like the first time. This was before like the president would go on Jimmy Fallon and thing. Like it was when the president was a more like isolated gotcha. thing and there was either they used footage or he actually filmed something to be I bet they used footage but yeah, yeah. anyway um, what I really remember about it a visually impressive thing was um, they created it was like they create this machine to like travel you to this other dimension or something like that and it's this just like, like in Stranger Things it's sort of like um they have them at state fairs, and we did it at Space Camp, where oh, it's like a ball that like circles yeah, yeah. all around, but it's really huge. So you're like on this in this like spaceshipy kind of thing that's in like this monstrous structure, and it's in the middle of it. And in one scene, there's like a terrorist attack, and someone sets off a bomb while it's moving, and the whole thing like falls apart and just gets fucked up. And it was I was like, that's so cool. Like they did a really good job. Of making that look cool. Isn't there a name for that type of... Th- it's the thing where, like, the, the Da Vinci picture of a man that they send the to all the aliens or whatever. What that's you called. know, and, yeah. and I remember it was the thing I was most intimidated about at Space Camp. Yeah. Because, like, you go play down and stuff, and it's like, oh, do and I want to do that? fast. And, yeah. I feel like the ones at, at, like, state fairs and shit go really slow. And that Maybe. one went fast. And yeah. the idea behind it is, like, your stomach always stays in the same place so you don't get sick or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... But I remember that, and then, like, it took her to this place, and, like, she sees her dead dad or something, and that was kind of disappointing. Well, great. Now I'll never watch it, because you just... Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely the name. 
Okay, last one, which may or may not be a tough decision, I think. Austin Powers. Number two seed, Men in Black, Mm. versus the number 11 seed, Face Off. Mm. Face Off, I feel like, was a very... I don't know what the word it is, but... It inspired the film that we began to write. <laughs> but, like, you and I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, Men in Black, though. What? Yeah. Oh. I mean... Men in Black was we, cute and We all, look but... back 20 years from now, and we're like, uh, Men in Black, okay. But at the time, Men in Black, it was, it was what, a year after Independence Day? Yeah. Will Smith yeah. was just, like, yes. becoming the big movie star? Like the string of Bruckheimer films, it was a string of every summer... Mm-hmm. Will Smith, or uh-huh. it could have even been every 4th of July, there'd be a right. Will Smith movie, yep. Men in Black, Independence Day, and then you did Wild Wild West, and we're like, ups. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, we did not get jiggy with that. No, we did not. Um, we did not be in Venido on Miami for that But yeah, Men, I mean, Men in Black spawned sequels, which I don't really remember, and I didn't watch the most recent of them. I don't know if it was three or four or whatever. Right. But the first one was really good. Off. Uh... Face Off was so good. Sugar in water? <laughs> right? Yeah. Alien um, with air suit? Exactly. But Face Off, it had pounder. Well, I can't argue with that. Yeah. But, um, wow. But yeah, Men in Black. surprising. I thought yeah. you would, I feel a little betrayed. Okay. Men in Black still has a quote in it that I reference from time to time. All gets better? No. <laughs> you do <laughs> reference that one. Yeah. Um, no, it's when. When Will Smith has, like, just learned, hey, there's aliens, mm-hmm. and, oh, that, that was a really good scene, too, like, on the bus when he's running around the museum and stuff. Remember, it's like, he's running super fast, but he's running against this alien who's even faster, and it's like, holy fuck, how's he doing these, like, Matrix-style jumps and stuff? Anyway, it's not from that. Okay. It's after he learns, officially, from Tommy Lee Jones that there's aliens. And he's like, why aren't you telling people? You know, people can figure it out. And he says, you know, a person is smart. People are stupid and reckless and blah, blah, blah. That's a good... Like, with that a, would have been a good quote on the last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, dude, a movie quote bracket would be pretty tough with to, quotes to from narrow down. Agent... J? J? I think he was J. K? Something. Yeah. All J. right. Agent J.K. Simmons? That's, that's a surprising <laughs> upset, but we have made good. it... I'm glad it surprised you. We've bit. made it to the... Uh, what do they call the eight? The sweet elite, sixteen. Elite the, we've made it to the elite eight. So going back to the top, screen two versus liar liar. Wow, the battle of which one will not advance out of the next round. Yep, screen two liar liar. I feel like they're both kind of bottom tier. Yeah. Uh, which one made more money between them? Uh, liar liar was the fourth highest grossing, but this was Jim Carrey yeah. off Ace Ventura. Like this was you know. Yeah. And the screams, I think, being horror movies, were always kind of. Scream was great. I mean, it it yeah. it re and it re ushered in. I guess it was to me that those are the only horror movies that I really like. Like the horror shit that's out now, I'm not interested. Right. in. Although the new Get Out movie, I think I kind of want to see. I might go see it tomorrow. Actually, I um, saw Scream at the. I don't remember what it was called. You know on Watt Avenue where the Rayleigh's is? Like Watt and Marconi? Oh, yeah, Capitol Theater. There was the Capitol Theater. Mm-hmm. There was like the dollar movies. Mm-hmm. I saw it there with a bunch of people yeah. in high school. Scream 1. And afterwards, my... I mean, I remember enjoying the movie, but my biggest memory is afterwards going in the parking lot with Hans Heinrichs 
and uh, pushing on the bumpers of cars to try and set off the alarm. This was my um, ne'er-do-well, my misspent youth phase, I guess. But that is what you I You know remember. what? I'd rather we... I'm glad that we did that rather than Snapchatting pictures of dog faces with tongues hanging out on them. You know? Yeah. Or our wieners. Or our wieners. Right. Although, I don't know. There might have been a lot of people that missed out on getting dick pics of us from high school. Yeah. If only we had the technology. <laughs> we should just take in Polaroids. And, we uh, had to go to Long's and, and get mail, one of those, like, disposable cameras. <laughs> take pictures of our penises. Can you imagine someone getting a Polaroid of that in the mail? Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a federal offense. <laughs> Alright, so Scream 2 or Liar Liar? That's really tough. Really? Um, okay. Like, here's how I'm trying to picture it. If I'm flipping through channels... And those are the only two things available. Yeah. I think that's how you should picture it. Which which one would would I watch? Not like which was the better movie or... Fuck, that's hard to say. Um, Scream 2 or Liar Liar. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Scream 2. Okay. Um, I feel like Liar Liar, I kind of have the whole idea down of... of, Yeah. Of how the whole episode goes, or how the whole... Plot no, goes. but that's that's a perfect. And there's part of Scream Two that I maybe don't remember. Now, here here's something to be said about Scream Two. I am choosing Scream Two despite the fact that it has two people in it that I despise. Liev Schreiber. No, I like oh, Liev Schreiber. Okay. Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox. Oh yeah. And David Arquette. <laughs> that's the, true. Those are two people that I do not care for. Yeah. And yet I'm still picking it. Um. I think what you said, though, when you referred to Liar Liar as an episode, I think that is key for me. Again, I've never seen Liar Liar start to finish. I've seen parts of it and things. But it's kind of like, it's it's a it's a Siren Live sketch. It'd be like really funny at four yeah. minutes, but at an hour and a half, it's like, yeah. okay, we get it. He can't tell a lie, you know. Yeah, um, yeah I get that. And Scream 2, like you said, you don't have to memorize, so there's still going to be some surprises and, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, next, uh, the number 15, Con Air, against the number 7, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I feel like this is going to come down to Goodwill Hunting and as good as it gets. That's so, going to be tough. Be prepared. Because at the time, as good as it gets was definitely the winner. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. wait to the next round. All right. We'll see. Uh, okay. The number 5, fifth highest grossing movie, Air Force One, or... Number six, as good as it gets. As good as it gets. That's the easiest one so far, I think. Oh, although, what did as good as it gets go against in the first round? Batman and Robin. Okay. That made really? the easiest wow. one. Yeah. Yeah. It is great. And, and I feel like it went away for a long time. And recently it was on, you know, TBS or whatever. And I was watching 20 minutes of it. And it's really good. As good as it gets? It's as, it's as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. But it's like... It's like a lot of good scenes, and it's a it's an actual movie where I think you can watch parts of it. You quote it all the time. What do I? I'll what? tell your waiter. Oh yes, right. I do. Yeah. Um, and when you go, there are Jews at my table. You'll be back on your knees in no time. <laughs> um, I do love Jack Nicholson. Yeah, and he's amazing. In it. The the I'll tell your waiter thing though is yeah. yeah uh, my sister and I use that a lot. And at the time, I loved Helen Hunt. Yeah. Right. It was her mad about you heyday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was a great. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, okay, the last of the elite eight pairings: Contact Men and of in course Black. We both love Skeet Ulrich. What? Was he in that? Yeah, he was the uh, painter. Yeah. 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 Contact Men in Black. Actually, no. 
Wasn't he the... Um, Greg Kinnear was the painter, or artist guy. I feel like yeah. Skeet Ulrich was the guy, one of the guys who beat up and robbed Greg Kinnear. Yeah, uh, I think that's right, but what, wasn't... Was he was he also like, maybe an artist or was something? Was he painting their apartment or something? Yeah. There was something with yeah. paint. I don't know. Contact and Men in Black. Men in Black. Really? So I'm, yeah. I was surprised Men in Black got out of the first round. Yeah. Is it because Contact's more like kind of heavy themed and Men in Black's more like fun or... Yeah, I think I'd enjoy watching Men in Black again. It's been so long since I've watched it. I mean, maybe I'm overrating it a little bit. Like, I'm thinking about it kind of in the same way as Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like Tommy Lee Jones. That's true, because when we were talking about it before, I was picturing Will Smith punching the alien. And then I was like, no, that's Independence Day. <laughs> uh, Tommy, did you, Tommy Lee Jones. I do enjoy Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Wasn't he like Al Gore's roommate in college or something like that? I think so. Something like that. That's, At Yale That's very familiar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. I, I like that dude. We're down to the final four, and I'm pretty Much sure... Much more than Tommy Lee. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure I know what the final two are going to be, but yeah. let's just go through the motions here. Screen 2 versus Goodwill Hunting. That's going to be Goodwill Hunting. Yep. Obviously. And then As Good As It Gets versus Men in Black. Uh, and that's going to be As Good As It Gets. So as predicted... And I cut you off earlier, but let's have the, the great internal debate. So what's interesting wow. is you've eliminated all the like summer blockbusters and everything, and you've mm-hmm. you've narrowed down to these two what Oscar that, season. What, like, that, what does that say about me? You're you you enjoy the like actiony you know things, but you're at heart an intellectual, a poet perhaps. You know what else I really like? BJ's. <laughs> that's another callback to last week's. Uh, so. Okay. Which 1997 Oscar bait will you pick? Goodwill Hunting or As Good As It Gets? Two very different movies. One like a like a kind of college coming of age type thing, and then the right. other are very like adult, you know, finding love. They're and both whatever. unexpected romances, though, right? Romances between two people that you wouldn't pair together. If you think about Minnie Driver's character and Matt Damon's character, those seem in two different worlds. In yeah, the way but, that but you do with Helen like, Hunt and... And I don't remember uh, Goodwill Hunting as much, but I feel like you knew that was it was going to... They were going to wind up together. Like, when at the end, you know, I've, I've got to go see about a girl. Like, you knew that's how it was going to go. Well, and Robin Williams with, in that movie, I mean... Well, yes, that's true. But well, that's with, thing, with how... Those came out the same year. Robin Williams won Best Supporting Actor, which means Greg Kinnear did not win Best Supporting Actor. I'm fine with that. With how abrasive, though, Jack Nicholson was, I don't think and it was like a... Cuba Gooding Jr. also didn't win it that year, because he was in this goes against too, right. if you remember. I don't... It wasn't as obvious that that romance was going to occur between Helen Hunt and Jack Nicholson. I think, yes, I the Mini Driver and Matt Damon, they're from opposite worlds and blah, blah, blah. But you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to get together. And I, I don't think it was as obvious. But you're right. Robin Williams was, was really good in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, that just made me think of the scene where she's like, I will never sleep with you. Never, ever. <laughs> right. And he's like, uh, we don't open for no sex oaths until whatever, right? It's just uh, so good. It is really good, but man, so it's good. You know, you know the scene with Robin Williams where he's sitting on the bench in the park with Matt Damon, and he's like, you know... You've read all these books, and so you think you know all this shit. Like, just because I've read Oliver Twist doesn't mean I know what it's like for you to be an orphan. And, you know, you 
you will never um, you'll never really know love or be able to love because you've never loved anybody more than you loved yourself. And so his whole background with his wife who died of cancer and stuff, mm-hmm. this is tough. I mean, they're both excellent. Neither of them deserves to lose. Right. Both of them deserve to win. But obviously I can't be a bitch and pick both of them. No, you can't do um, I assume as good as it gets made more money, right? Uh, that's a good point. As good as it gets, six. Goodwill Hunting, seven. So yeah. they're the same. Surprises me because there's a lot more star power in as good as it gets than Goodwill Hunting. Because at the time, nobody really knew who Matt Damon or Ben Affleck were. I, guess, I mean, we knew Robin right. Williams. Well, as good as it gets made more. Right, but barely. Six and well, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is also like they came out at the end of the year, and so then shortly thereafter, they do mm-hmm. the Oscar nominations, and then everyone goes and sees them. Like, it's not purely the movie's merits. A lot of it, I think, is, you know, built up. Sure. Um, well, that almost pushes it towards Go Hunting, right? If, if as it goes, it gets got more because it won Best Picture, you know, maybe you got a bump with that. Yeah. But uh, for a long time, I would put as good as it gets in my top five movies of all time. Mm-hmm. My top five movies were Braveheart, of course. Austin Powers. As good as it gets. Austin Powers. Oh, it was? Uh, you know, I don't know that I would say I, 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 that I said it, but I should have. Yeah. I think it was Braveheart, As Good As It Gets, The Matrix. Desperado? I love The Matrix. No. Oh. UHF. <laughs> okay. Acceptable. And I think Beautiful Girls was one of them. Because I love Beautiful Girls. It's what spawned um, the Natalie Portman yeah, countdown to legality. That's true. <laughs> um... But yeah, with some Austin Powers thrown in there. Um, but now now I feel like... I mean, I've definitely seen Good Will Hunting more recently than As Good As It Gets. Maybe just because it's been on TV more. Interesting. Um, I don't feel like I've seen it recently anywhere pop up at all. But As Good As It Gets, I feel like has. That's tough. I feel like I have to be loyal and go with As Good As It Gets. But that's tough. It's, I, it's one and one A. Right? I will say I agree with that. And and my biggest thing is, again, it's the same reason. Was it this one or the last one where we talked about my, I like to put my head in the sand with all the Trump and I don't care. And I like, for entertainment especially, I like to be entertained and to enjoy myself. And Goodwill Hunting was a great film and I really liked it. But it's pretty heavy. Thematically, the scenes. Other than the I Got Her Number, How You Like Them Apples, there's not a lot of comedy. As good as it no. gets is sure, heavy and relationshipy, but has more comedy. Like even the 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 waiter following her Helen Hunt around with a drink sure. at the restaurant. It's it just like there's there's light. But Good Will Hunting does have recent best Oscar best actor winner Casey Affleck in it as well. That's true. And I am a sucker for a Boston accent. <laughs> but I would you I would have I would have picked as good as it gets as well. Do you know? I feel like as. As good as it gets, it's New York, right? And they go to Baltimore? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it's got Harold Ramis. It does. <laughs> so. It does have You can't Ramis. argue with that. Alright, I'm not... You should I, feel good I'm, about this. I should, okay, I'm conflicted, because both of those are great. It's like a Sophie's Choice for me. You're melancholy because of your two giant goblets of wine. <laughs> Good. That's what I want to be, right? That's why you're crying right now. <laughs> but you made the right call. You Thanks made the so. right choice. Okay. 
And it's sort of how I predicted the night would go. The really the only surprise. Men in Black was a big surprise. For yeah, you. that was the only big surprise. What I think. was it against in the first round? Face off. He wants to take a face. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Face off would have beaten Contact. Really? Yeah. Okay. That surprises you? Kind of. Men in Black and Face Off. Someone who never both... saw Contact. You really thought Contact would have been but that? Contact's so like. I don't know. And that you think is what I want. <laughs> I, wish some, all? I wish there was a video podcast for people to see my like <laughs> it's so like intellectual and blah 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 and I feel like Men in Black and Face Off are both just summer blockbustery right. action-y movies you know silliness um, Men in Black obviously like overtly silly Face Off maybe inadvertently silly but yeah just just the connection that we felt to Face Off it's I just, why I hate we to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. It's why we greet each other with "Ooh, ooh you good looking." <laughs> Anyways, is that how we greet each other? It should be. And then when we leave, we'll hate to see each other go, but love to watch us leave. I feel the opposite about you. You love to see me go. No. And don't enjoy watching me leave. That's not right either. Okay. Well, I've had a wonderful time. <laughs> but this I would say it. this time was as good as it gets. And that's a podcast. That's a podcast. Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want nada. None of this. Six gunning this, brother running this. Buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress. Be out of that dress when she meets.